Tweety Pain and Tweety Panic. Tweety Pain. <laughs> Very good. Always bringing it back to Hercules. <laughs> favourite dears. It's his absolute favourite dears. I saw it being made. Yeah. I went to Disney World when they were drawing it. Did I watched you? the artists do it. I don't know if they're the real artists. It might have been a, like a... It would be a shame <laughs> if they were the real artists because that means they kept on a glass thing like gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel, what to see? What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Ah, oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Do you know what? When we get we go to see my parents tonight, I'm going to send you a picture of the larger than life size oil painting of me that is in their corridor. Mm. <laughs> An oil painting. An oil painting. Honestly. So you know, I'm I understand the shrine. <laughs> yeah. It's the way it is. You've never seen anything like it. It is quite. The eyes do follow you around the room, don't they? It's quite haunting. Thankfully, it's only in the corridor, so yeah, it's you def- only see it when you enter. Yeah, it it's, ha- the, it's literally opposite the front door. So it's the moment you walk in. That's the first thing you see, and it's this. It's it takes up your oh entire my God. view. I know it's really emphatic. I want a photo, <laughs> and then I'll blow it up, and I'll have my own. <laughs> it is. Who, at, who painted it? A really lovely, really good artist called Wendy Barrett. Wendy, lovely Wendy. Not Wendy Peters. Not Wendy Peters. <laughs> no. Not to be confused. <laughs> Not to be confused. What's the name? Silla. Is it Silla? Is that who she plays? Or as we call her, Wendy Pizzas. Wendy Pizzas, yes. Because that's what Love she that. served us when we, we went, went round to her house. Because we went round to her house, she gave us some oven-ready pizzas. Because she's married to Kenny Linden from Carrie the Musical. All as the links. It. God, as it's a small world, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? We felt like that when we arrived we at her were, house. We were so excited. We went round to Kenny's house and Wendy Peters opened the door. <laughs> Luckily, luckily we'd slipped a Googs, so we did know. <laughs> you oh, you did know. You were expecting it. You didn't. You were like, why are we at Silla's? <laughs> where, where, where has this gone wrong? I cannot wait for the Wendy Peters oh, biopic. Oh, brilliant. I re- oh, well, shall, shall we do, shall we do should, the podcast? We? Honestly, I keep forgetting. <laughs> Let's make the cursory edition of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gwen yeah. Gwen Verdon. <laughs> Gwen Burden with a sprinkling of Wendy Peters and Arlene Phillips. Well done, everyone. Top work, great intro. We've covered all the bases. I yeah, great. Hello and welcome. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Big Diva Energy. You join us once again for our very, very deep dive into the life of the one, the only Gwen Verdon. Uh, I'm Holly Morgan. I'm obsessed with divas. My husband Tom is also here. Hey, big spenders. And we are joined once again by our co-host slash adult adopted son <laughs> slash all-time inspiration. <laughs> the one, the only. The musical theatre phenomenon. Robert Mann. Yay! I'm so thrilled to be here. <laughs> we're so thrilled to have you, but we're never going to let you go. I get more excited every single time. Oh, I'm so pleased because we've actually got ourselves to round about where Fossey Verdon, the TV series, begins. <laughs> <laughs> first episode. Great. Well, we've given a new angle. They've seen the TV show. We can't just rehash all that. Exactly. They know what it's all about. In fact, if anything, the last two episodes are probably more important than this one because yeah. Fossey Verdon doesn't cover it in enough detail. But do listen. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, go back and listen. Go and back then and watch listen. Fossey Verdon because we've given you all the background. Yes. Yeah. You learn about Joan McCracken in Joan great McCracken's detail. Joan McCracken's just a woman in the bed. Yes. Which is an outrage. We've got yes. a full backstory. I think most of the last episode was about Truly, it. Yeah, it, it was, wasn't it? It was, yeah. <laughs> and Arlene Phillips. And, Ar- and Arlene Phillips. Joe and Arlene. <laughs> episode two of the Gwen Verdon podcast. Right then, let's take it away with sweet charity. Right, let's get into it. So in 1966, Fossey and Verdon opened the Neil Simon musical Sweet Charity together, with Vernon garnering a Tony nomination for Best Actress and Fossey for Best Director. In addition to the nominations, Fossey won the prize for Best Choreography. How do you feel about Sweet Chazza? Oh, we love it. Do we live? Yeah, I love it. I've never seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it. I didn't see the Tamsin Althwaite did it, didn't she, quite recently? Yes, she did. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Mm. I've only seen good old Shirls. Good old Shirls. Oh. Only oh, we're going to come to her. Yeah. Well, well, do you know what? I was listening back to our last week's episode where we, we declared that we were going to go and watch all that jazz. Haven't watched it. Didn't do and it. And we were going to watch oh, Sweet Charity. Uh, haven't watched it. Didn't do it. So, no, I haven't seen it in again. a long time, so I don't know what I've got to contribute. <laughs> Turn <laughs> it off. Let's talk Arlene. <laughs> what are we doing again? <laughs> People are, how did they get three episodes out of this? They don't... <laughs> they know nothing. Got, that's how. <laughs> <laughs> they don't talk about it. <laughs> they digress. <laughs> it's just an extension of Little Diva. Yeah, exactly. So Gwen's turn in charity is legendary. Uh, but when it came to the casting of the 1969 movie, as Roberts pointed out, Bobby got to direct, but Gwen was left out in the cold because Universal wanted a younger, bigger name. I mean, absolutely atrocious. Yeah, classic, isn't it? Live for Ms. Shirley. It was really classic. We live for Shirley MacLaine. Live. For yeah. Me. I've got some really good deets on Shirley McLean, which I've been really excited to tell you about. As well. Oh my god, great! Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> but Sweet Chazza was actually Fosse's first feature film, so it's his first directorial debut. Well, it wasn't his first that he was in, but it was his yeah. directorial debut. And despite the fact that he'd conceived Sweet Charity on Broadway with Gwen, when it came to the movie, she took a backstage and uncredited. Awful as will become a theme, role as an assistant choreographer and creative consultant to help speak Bob to the performers. Sadly, a theme to be often repeated, as I said. So we often talk about the 60s, in particular 1969, as being a time of liberation and equality. This is, after all, a film about escorts. But once again, the men with the money don't really give a fuck about women, do they? No. No, no absolutely not. As so per. Yeah, you've originated the role, you've been... Lauded to the skies, recognised by award giving, but no, no, I don't think we'll let, we'll let her do the movie. I think we'll give Bob the job. Yeah, it's just shit, isn't it? Jobs for the Bobs, as they say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just mad, isn't it? It's is crazy. It's crazy, and it's weird, isn't it? Because like now, obviously, we know Gwen Verdon's life much better than than Nicole Fossey. Who... As do you, listener? <laughs> 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 who didn't give it enough credit to the backstory? But like Fossey Verdon sort of starts here, where it's like. Uh, 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 Gwen is being very much pushed back into the sidelines. Well, it begins with her being auditioned by Bob. Yeah, yeah. So, but but we've we've seen that this is the turning point. Like she's been the star, really, and now it's now it's beginning to go into the the shittier direction, in my opinion. Hence, probably because the the program is based on a biography of Bob, isn't yes. it? Not her. And they sort of made that, as we pointed out in the first episode, they made that conscious choice to call it Fossey Verdon mm. rather than just Fossey, which is the name of the biography. <laughs> Right. Do you want my Shirley MacLaine facts? Go on. <laughs> so, Shirley, let's, lest we forget her oh, absolutely career-defining turn in Postcards from the Edge as a thinly-veiled <laughs> uh, Debbie Reynolds. Yes. Uh, Never forget. I didn't know this. Did you know she was Warren Beatty's sister? 
No. Shirley MacLaine is Warren Beatty's sister. The one person in Hollywood he didn't fuck. One hopes. <laughs> we we would hope. Yes. Fingers crossed. <laughs> we I really can... would hope. And now you look. Now you think about. Bold it. of you to assume. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to assume makes an ass out of you. And Warren Beatty. And Warren Beatty. <laughs> but they do look quite similar. Now you look. You'll look at them. You'll be like, Oh yeah, I see it. Oh wow, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here is an entry from Shirley MacLaine's Wikipedia. <clears throat> McLean was married to businessman Steve Parker from 1954 until their divorce in 1982. They have a daughter, Sachi. When Sachi was in her late 20s, she learned that her mother believed that her father Steve was not her real father, but a clone of the real one, an astronaut named Paul. <laughs> <laughs> You are not serious. No, no. I'll just, I'll just summarise those key details again. They were, they were married from fifty-four to eighty-two. When their daughter <laughs> was normal, when in her late twenties, her mother revealed that she didn't think that Steve was a real father. He was a clone <laughs> of the real one, who was an astronaut named Paul. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> I'm not quite sure was... how to respond. <laughs> Someone who's minorly obsessed with astronauts for quite a while. I don't think I've ever heard of a single astronaut called Paul. (laughs) (laughs) And they're quite easy to track as well because there's not been that many of them. There's only a handful of people that have been into space. Oh, no. I just like how... Who knew that Shirley MacLaine was absolutely Fruit Loops? (laughs) Oh, yeah, she also believes in aliens. Yeah, fully. Oh. Absolutely. She really? You've sort of got to, haven't you? If you think that the the father of your child is an astronaut. (laughs) A clone. A clone of an astronaut. A clone of an astronaut called Paul. Not an astronaut. It's one way to be like, well, we're all disappointed in your dad because he's not the actual astronaut, is he? He's just a clone. And she didn't think to mention it for nine on 30 years. Didn't think to mention it. You think she didn't come up with it? I just want to hear the conversation where she sh- where she sat her yeah. daughter down and, and, and broke this news. Sachi, I love you. sit down. I love that you think that you sat down. In my head, it just came up over dinner. <laughs> oh, by the way. Oh, well, that's the thing if you're a clone of Paul, isn't it? Sorry? What? Your dad's the clone of Paul. What? Paul who? The astronaut. <laughs> Oh, I was just so delighted when I came across it. I was like, I cannot wait to see their little faces Honestly. when I tell them that information. And she was named after a gallery. Yes, exactly. Sachi. <laughs> oh, wow. Absolutely thrilled. Oh, Sachi is what um, a very rich woman calls her dog, isn't it? Yes. Sachi. Child of Paul. Paul the astronaut is full title, please. <laughs> Paul, Paul the astronaut claim. Paul, middle name the, last name astronaut. That's the second famous clone. There's Dolly and there's Paul. Yeah, Dolly. <laughs> Not Parton, just to be clear. No, okay. no. The and then Shirley MacLaine's, the father of MacLaine's child. So there's Dolly in the 90s. Yes. And then much further back than that, we had Paul. Paul. <laughs> well, presumably he's not yeah. called Paul. So what's the clone called? So what was, the, what was his name? Steve. 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 <laughs> Steve and his clone Paul. 
<laughs> oh my god! We have got to do an episode on Shirley MacLaine. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've just skimmed the surface, and this is what I came up with. Fucking hell! Has she got an autobiography? Not a biography. I want to read <gasps> an autobiography. What publisher is going to print that? any publisher who knows anything about selling books? RobertIke.com. Yes. <laughs> Robert.ike.astronaut.com. Uh, yeah, truly. Oh uh, Shirley MacLaine, write in. Tell us your tale of Stephen Paul. She's, uh, right she's, in, Shirley. She's dead, isn't she? Shirley McLean? No. She not? No. Caught between two lovers, Stephen Paul. <laughs> Shirley McLean's story. <laughs> she's on Jerry Springer. <laughs> My husband's a clone. <laughs> oh, uh, let's bring on Paul, the astronaut. <laughs> oh, screaming. Sorry. Come on, they're looking exactly the same. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. However, we do have some very. Some even better tea, it turns out, on Shelley McLean via other absolute all-time diva, Cheetah Rivera. Cheetah oh, Rivera. come on, oh. Cheetah. Come Presumably on. You absolutely live for Cheetah, am I right? Oh, I live for her. <laughs> live for her. So she did an interview with Seth Rudetsky <laughs> pre-Panny D, and she recalled filming There's Gotta Be Something Better Than This. Fossey told her that she and her co-star, Paula Kelly... <laughs> You're right. For a second, I was about to say not, not to be confused with Paul Kelly. But... <laughs> That's not the astronaut. No. I, thought, I thought Paul McKenna was called Paul Kelly for a second. <laughs> not to be confused with a hypnotist. <laughs> confused you will be. <laughs> so let's go back. Sorry. So she said that Fossey told her that she and her co-star, Paula Kelly, should do their dancing perfectly every take because he's going to always go with the one where Shirley MacLaine looks the best. You know, good directing like that. Do it the perfectly every time. <laughs> because I'm going to go with the one where the other person looks good. Mm. Anyway, so Cheetah, Immaculate Cheetah, is only human, and she did, uh, she did, and I'm going to break you some news here, she fucked up a take. Oh. It happened. This is history. I refuse to believe. We don't like to think she's human, but she is. So Shirley <laughs> MacLaine sensed that something was wrong, and she asked Cheetah what was up. Cheetah quietly told her that she didn't like how she had danced in that last take. Cut to Shirley yelling, Bob, can we please do another take? And Cheetah got to do it right. Give her another oh, take. Give, give her, her another, another take. take. <laughs> Go, Shirley, you <laughs> crazy bitch. <laughs> do you know what? I think there's a real underlying message with that anecdote, which is that Cheetah Rivera, I don't think she ever fucks up because... It was enough that Bob Fosse was like, great, print it. Yeah. Bob Fosse yeah. was famously not like, yeah, just do a bit of shitty old dancing for me, won't you? We'll just yeah. crack on. Exactly. So, yeah. But yeah. yeah. It wasn't the David Fincher of choreography. I just lived for Shirley there being, coming to coming to Cheetah's rescue. I, I love loved that. that. A little bit yeah. of solidarity behind the scenes. Exactly. Sure. So as the miniseries aforementioned Fossey Verdon showed, Gwen was basically dance captain slash assistant slash unchoreographed collaborator. And hubris has a funny way of biting you in the arse. And the reviews were not great. Uh, um. Yeah. The New York Times called Bob's first movie offering a long, noisy and finally dim imitation of its source material and continually compared Shirley unfavorably to Gwen, who haunts the film miss mclean can sometimes be very comic but she is a dull shapeless dancer an ordinary singer and an actress incapable of registering outwardly contradictory funny internal anxieties mainly because they're all on the external yes. <laughs> i mean it's that is scorching and i don't like them coming from my girl shirley like that. no isn't it funny like i'm 
angry that Shirley got the role and Gwen didn't, but I'm angry that Shirley gets compared to Gwen in the reviews like that. Exactly. Look, Shirley wasn't the one going, you know, I, I, I'm assuming she didn't have, she didn't camp, well, I don't know. I've started this, I don't know how to finish it. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> I assume the producers came to her and were like, do you want this part? They were, She was like, yes, don't give it to Gwen Verdon. Although that is the nature of auditioning. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or well, she walked in the door and was like, I know you're probably thinking about Gwen Verdon, but have you considered Shirley? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, and then she's like, she's done all the work. Don't come for her now and, and be like, oh, she's not as good as Gwen Verdon. It's just that yeah. classic pitting the women against each other, isn't it? Um, they could just could have said it nice in a more... In, in, what was the bit about they said something about her, her frame or something? Oh yeah, they called her a doll shapeless dancer, which that's has so got... like yeah, it's that's... coded, isn't it? It's very coded. See, you, yeah. the frame isn't even in that quote, but just the shapeless thing, just a gross thing to say, isn't it? Just horrible. Just some more standard Hollywood massage. Yeah. yeah. So the struggles within their professional relationship were not helped by Bob's philandering, and they separated romantically without divorcing in 1971. The happiest times I ever had with Gwen were when we were working together, Fossey said in an interview in 1971. They stimulated all sorts of things. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did, yes, Barbie. Not enough, apparently. Yeah, I mean, he would say that, wouldn't he? Because things really turned around for him professionally and Gwen's star became a little bit dim. So he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm not with my wife anymore, but my career's gone. I'm so stimulated creatively. Yeah, Yeah, because she's doing all the work still. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So so he directed the seminal cabaret in 72, winning a Best Directing Oscar, beating off Francis Ford Coppola for The Godfather. That award also helped him become the first person to win an Oscar Oscar, an Emmy, and a Tony in the same year for his work on the television special Liza with a G and ah, the Broadway debut of Pippin. So, yes. I mean, I just said some some very, very, I mean, I, I don't know how to even describe those marquee things. I just, I dropped Cabaret, Pippin, and Liza with a Z. <laughs> like, what a year. What a year. Exactly. Can you imagine? Like, I mean, tell me, how do you feel about Cabaret as a piece? Oh, I do love it. Mm. You know I haven't actually seen the film, though. (gasps) I know, mortifying. Oh, my God, you're going to love it so much. It's so different to the show I've heard. Yeah, they take up that boring bit with Frau, what's the name, with her sad song. Oh, yeah, she does have a sad song. Um, Yeah, but I I have seen clips here and then. Obviously, I've seen all the Liza singing all the songs and Joel Grey and all that, seen all that. You've probably seen, I mean, like they are the best bits, but also the drama is brilliant. Yeah. And Liza's performance is, it's so good. She's phenomenal. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Like she's obviously she's immense because it's, it's Liza, but it's like, it is, it's so, it's pitched perfectly for the character. She's yeah. just, yeah. Uh, oh, riveting. I, I tell you what bit I've seen that I think is really good is that um, Tomorrow Belongs to Me song when they're all like, are they at like a village fate or something and it's all yeah. very yeah. civil it's and they drive out there they go on a day in the countryside yeah exactly. right yeah yeah it's yeah. just haunting because it doesn't look militaristic or it doesn't look particularly epic or it's just villagers in a in like a field in the countryside which is the way all these scary things start isn't it it's not some big epic boom or anything it's tiny little communities drilling up hatred without realising what they're really doing. And I remember watching that and I was like, this is scary. 
Yeah, it's really chilling. There's lots of brilliant bits like that in the film where you're just like the, the slow, insidious rise is put across so well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. For anyone that hasn't hasn't seen it, we don't oh, want to, don't it. want to ruin the ending, but it's probably one of the greatest shots in film history. The, yeah. The final shot of the of the film. Yeah. Is unbelievably good and unbelievably clever and haunting. Yes. But it's fantastic. Mm. Quite something that this was one of his first films. Then really. Amazing. I mean, it's, how do you it's, pa- it's remarkable because yeah. yeah, watching it, I don't think I realised that he directed it when I watched it. I think mm. I was aware of his work as a choreographer, but I didn't realise he'd actually directed the film. And yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. As a as a directorial, pe- like you watch it and you, it's, it sounds really awful to say, but like <clears throat> some people come and come at musical theatre with a bit of a sort of you know it, it sits on its own as a category because it's mm. not course, quite yeah. as, it's not as respected in a lot of ways as you know serious filmmaking and but the fact that he was mm. he beat out Francis Ford Coppola for the Godfather which yeah. is one of the greatest yeah. films ever made <laughs> yeah. um and it really does speak to how good the filmmaking is in it yeah. like as a as a film you watch it and I mean not only is it one of, is it I think apart from maybe Singing in the Rain the greatest musical film ever mm. made but as a film it is up there as one of the best films ever made yeah. it is just phenomenally well made yeah wow. the acting is supreme in it like the cinematography is gorgeous yeah all the scenes like the way that it it goes in and out of the songs as well yeah but also just a bit like isn't that amazing that he got given that opportunity yeah. obviously like the 70s different time in, in general for opportunities in terms of filmmaking but he like charity was a stinker yeah. right that's yeah. what's baffling, well, isn't it? For it yeah. Can you imagine a, a female director to come off the back of a stinker and then have a chance of doing cabaret? Never would happen. No chance. Not, absolutely not. So again, it's like, oh, oh, they were mean to me in the reviews. <laughs> like, you still got to make cabaret, didn't you, Bobby? Yeah. And yeah. Then everything else you wanted to make after that. Yeah, exactly. And then you yeah. got the television special. Liza with a Z is, is again, an amazing yeah. like visual document of Liza at her peak. That is yeah. what's so hard about the whole Fosse thing, though, isn't it? Because you're, you, are, you do watch them and you go, well, he is obviously a genius. Like, yeah. he is so clearly made to make films yeah. and especially ones with with choreography in them which mm, is mm. you you can't deny his talent yeah it's just unfortunate that someone that was his equal in terms of talent did not get nearly the opportunity she got right he got because of her gender yeah and That's... his and his like prime facilitator for his creativity like he he could not work without her a lot of the time and both personally and in and creatively, she really was his muse, if we can say that. And she, he really used her abilities to propel his visions. Um, and his visions were great. And obviously, he was brilliant. But yeah, it's very frustrating that someone, like you say, because of their gender, was sidelined when he would not, just not given the opportunities. And it's still not really... Like you can watch Fosse Burden, but still to the mainstream, no one really, no one really, yeah, everyone knows who Bob Fosse is. Yeah, yeah, Fosse is is almost like a, a it's a verb, isn't it? And people to Fosse, yeah. And people, I think, have got that reference if they're kind of culturally switched on. Yeah. If they're not into MT, will be like, oh yeah, that's a Fosse reference. They see a hat or whatever. Yeah, they won't go. To be fair, I think that's mostly Liza. <laughs> Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, she really, also found the gorilla. She found the gorilla. That was a great bit in 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 Fosse Verdon, wasn't it? When she went and went on. The <gasps> oh my goodness! Yes, yes. It's quite a famous story, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Quite like a sort of iconic cabaret story. Yeah, yeah. 
I love that bit. Oh, it was great, wasn't it? I just want to pick up on something really interesting you said there, my love, about Muse. Isn't that interesting? Like, Muse is such a... That is what describes this relationship, really, in a traditional way. And... The, the, that dynamic of the auteur and the muse is something that we're we're much more that's in, sort of enshrined isn't it in in drama and literature we know about that yeah and what yeah it doesn't it doesn't allow for the woman to come out from under the shadow no of that, does it? it really is gen a gendered term as well isn't it i'm trying to think of a female artist who has a male muse uh, or like how that's stereotypically assigned to people and I can't really think of one and then you look at someone like Martin Scorsese who makes films with Robert De Niro all the time Mm. but they never describe Robert De Niro as Scorsese's muse they send him as long-term collaborator that's so interesting they're always a collaborator yeah Yeah. the same thing with someone like Michael Fassbender and Stephen um, Steve McQueen yeah Steve McQueen yeah 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 he's a long-term collaborator rather than a muse he's clearly his muse yeah absolutely (laughs) guys I've got an idea when the fringe comes back Amuse bouche. Oh, three of us. Genius. Put it we put it on. It's a review with songs. We clear the board. And we're your muses. Yeah. I love oh, that. And we can also do songs from Hercules. Hercules. There we go. Done. <laughs> there. there she is. Done. Brilliant. Book it. Get uh, it booked. Um <laughs> Get it booked. Get it booked. Get it booked. So yes, he got he got the he got the Oscar for Cabaret. Tell us about his acceptance speech. He thanked Gwen in his acceptance speech with the words, "A dear friend of mine by the name of Gwen Verdon." As well, as well he should, because she had travelled to Europe to help him with the project for fuck all recognition. Yeah, um, I guess we should talk a thing about um, Pippin again. Not a show I know very well. We've seen it though. We've seen a, uh, Chris Adams' seminal production of Chris's coincidence. Chris's coincidence. Have you ever seen a production of Pippin? I've seen. Um, I've only seen an amateur production. Um, CDOS in I don't know I saw CDOS in they're like an Amdram in yeah. London they're fab it was a couple of years ago <gasps> in, yeah. a, in a swimming pool what's it called that one that, that theatre that's an old swimming pool yes it, yeah the same oh, production yeah. Chris directed it <laughs> that was great yeah, our friend Chris it, directed it was it yeah, I'm trying to think. It's definitely the same it was one. It was like two of, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah and 100%. it was all sort of done a lot of like gold and like almost like um. Remember when Michael Michael Romance did the Black Parade? Yeah, <laughs> that sort of it was all quite that, wasn't it? Yeah, of, I don't know what that is. Post apocalyptic. Called that bloody theatre. Yes, I know. I'm trying to think. My um, oh. the black, not the black. It's on Blackfriars Road. Yeah. Yes. One of my um, one of my closest friends was Pippin. <gasps> oh, he was brilliant. Joe. Joe. So yeah, good. Yeah, yeah we see Chris's nine to five the year earlier. No, <laughs> that's the only one I saw. They're so good. The, the shows so that see us do are They're incredible shows. How do you know Joe? Uh, um, so we were in, fun story, we were in Oliver together. Um, and then we ended up going to the same uni, Warwick. Didn't know we were both there. And then we did a lot of the musical theatre society there. And then we ended up both going to Ram. Oh, dreamy. So it was really Beautiful. cute. Yeah. Oh, that is a coincidence. It is. It is a coincidence. It was lots of coincidences. Yeah. How oh, funny that we saw the same. specialises in them. Yeah. No, I mean, I, again, Pippin, like, I think it's another bigger deal in the states. I think it's like a, it's huge. It's, it's huge. States. Yeah, uh, um, corner of the sky is like a, is a standard. It's isn't a staple, it? isn't it? For the yeah, rest. it's just fucking bizarre, though, isn't it? It's just a strange show. It, it is, is odd. It is sort quite of weird. Odd. It's a bit like. Do you remember those sort of books, like things like Samuel Johnson doing? Um, uh, Rasselas mm. and I think Swift did a book like that as well although sort of like early 18th late 18th century like Candide isn't Candide, it Candide yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like that it's got that sort of almost out of time 
classical allegory. Yeah. It's, it's very like morality tale. It's like yes. Brechtian as well. It, it is, yeah. isn't it? It's like it? a yeah. Brechtian musical, Mother Courage kind of. It's quite, yeah, it, yeah it's... Which it's is quite it's, strange for the seventies. It's quite yeah. Yeah. Time for them to be doing that. Yeah, yeah. odd one. Seventies was really specialising in like realism and yeah, gritty. yeah, yeah. And in further coincidence, it featured in the ensemble Betty Buckley <laughs> and love, love, and Dean Pitchford, who would go on to write the lyrics for Carrie the Musical and Fame hey. <laughs> and Footloose. But yeah, please subscribe now to Out for Blood. Out for the Blood. Story of Carrie the Musical. There we go. Brand new <laughs> podcast from. <laughs> so. Bob and Gwen are broken up and he's having a bloody lovely time. Uh, it's about time that Gwen got hers. Here we go into Bobby, I want to do Chicago. My favourite bit of the whole series. Isn't it? It's just a major theme, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Gwen turns up every so often, gets pissed off with Bob yeah. and says, when are we doing Chicago? It's like a stick of rock yeah. that says, I want to do Chicago. <laughs> yeah. That's well, the series. One layer is Nicole Fossey's childhood trauma. The deeper layer is Bobby, I want to do Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. She does say it every episode, doesn't she? Somewhere in the, in the script, they pepper it in. As soon as we know oh. that Nicole has so much input, do we think that Nicole just remembers from her childhood her mum constantly saying I want to do Chicago yeah probably <laughs> I want to do Chicago <laughs> yeah. all she talked about over dinner yeah <laughs> oh, well it was sort of conceived of as, a, as an opportunity to kind of balance the scales between them so they'd gone off to Candor and Ebb and asked them to, ve- to develop the play into a musical and after putting it off and off finally Fosse directed and choreographed the show while Verdon obviously starred as Roxy Hart cool how do you feel about Chicago can't stand the film yeah, I can't stand the film. Um, yeah, I saw it when I was like, the show, I saw when I was too young to see it. I was like 11. So I was like, why is it all black and white? And why can I see the band? I want to watch a musical where the band are down there and I'm seeing pretty sets. Put your clothes on. <laughs> you, Literally. Would, you would go on to perform in the same theatre? Uh, That's where Matilda is now, is it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but I did it before we, Matilda went to the West End. Ah, I did it in, in Stratford. Stratford. Oh, I oh, see. The OG. Yeah, but yeah, it was the same theatre, the Cambridge. Yeah, Yeah, it was the same theatre. Yeah, I saw, who did I see? I saw, um, oh my God, Michelle from Destiny's Child. Was <gasps> Roxy. Poor Michelle. Poor Michelle. <gasps> Poor Michelle. Actually, Poor Michelle. Oh my God, incredible. How was she? Yeah, she was good. She's very good, I remember. No, she didn't mean how um, was she in the show. She meant, how is she? <laughs> how is oh, she's she? fine. She <laughs> Keeping, Keeping well? well, yeah. Good. I'm surprised. Catch her at stage door. Yeah. Did you? Did you actually? No. Oh, no. I wish you had. <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed. Oh. A lie. Diva exclusive. <laughs> I'm surprised she allowed that with her Christian morals. Huh? She's V-Christian. She, is, she does lots of gospel music, doesn't mm. she? She wouldn't have been happy getting into a keck, so I'd have thought. But... <laughs> It was it was bizarre though seeing like Destiny's Child at the Cambridge Theatre and it wasn't it hadn't sold very well it was like a Thursday matinee oh. just you and Beyonce and Kelly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not Beyonce who am I kidding yeah. you and Kelly <laughs> why would she go <laughs> um, she's like, I've seen it yeah. babe oh god I saw god. Denise Van Outen in it don't I want to see it again <laughs> <laughs> there was a famous man as Billy Flynn as well but I can't really remember who he was but uh, it was a long time ago that I saw it I do think the dancing is spectacular yeah, yeah. it's a dance piece isn't it and it's funny it's that got some yeah. good tunes in it though i'm not a big fan of it but they i do like the fact that there is it, it does operate as a sort of vehicle for people like 
Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> like it's a sort of, yeah. you can just keep it going and you can always stick a, uh, stick a star in. I don't yeah. want to say Z-list because that seems unfair. C-list. Absolutely. You're Denise Van Outens. You're... I saw Alison Moyet as <laughs> Mama Morton. What did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she, wow. She was fabulous. Alison it's Moyet. amazing, isn't it? I bet. I bet a great thing to do would be to look at previous cast members of Chicago. Oh my God. And <laughs> I bet we'd be shook. I bet there'd be some people in there. I know that Brandy was once Roxy. Oh my God. Broadway, checks out. Amazing. Why wouldn't you get yeah. Monica to play, to play Velma? It's, it's natural casting. <laughs> oh my God. The tension. Moesha, I'd die. Yeah, yeah, Tom didn't know Brandy was Moesha in other news. I had no <laughs> idea. No idea until about two days ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she did disappear wow. in the role, to be fair. Yeah, she is. She does. She motor the eater the. Um, yeah. I mean, eventually, <laughs> we are going to... Just like that. We, just like that. <laughs> we are going to run out of Gwen Verdon this episode. So maybe next time, <laughs> just to keep keep it going, um, we uh, go through the cast of Chicago. Oh, we could do a little <laughs> diva special. little diva special on who's been in Chicago before. I would love <laughs> Featuring Robert Madge. <laughs> Featuring Robert yeah. Madge. And you can do a, any number you want from the show as any of the aforementioned divas. As, okay, <laughs> performing, performing all that jazz as Ruthie Henshaw, yeah. as Michelle Williams. Oh, <laughs> incredible! <laughs> yes! Are you sure it is Michelle Williams and not Michelle Williams? She's done, she played um, <laughs> Liza Minnelli, and, um, uh, the character. Sally Bowles. Sally Bowles. Sally Bowles. Mm, yeah, in Michelle the Williams. Did. Yes. And, and then was- went on to play... Gwen Gwen and Rich was disappointed because he thought he was seeing Michelle from Destiny's Child. <laughs> and so oh, full no. circle. Rich and Rich is yes. <laughs> Oh no. That's right. Sometimes he gets to go to the theatre because Chris goes quite a lot and, he, yeah. and Rich gets dragged along, bless her. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes he's sometimes it's great and sometimes he's disappointed. Yeah. For example, when he went and thought he was seeing Michelle Williams. Probably I'm going to say the yeah. He's going to be livid when he finds out that you actually went to see Michelle Williams. Yeah. Michelle Williams. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a posse show, I know. I think I could anticipate Rich's bitch this week. <laughs> Absolutely furious. <laughs> Rich's tirade. <laughs> and I was so young, I didn't even appreciate oh, it. Oh, wasted. Wow, wasted so. on me. Rich is only 14, so. Yeah, she is, yeah. <laughs> so fair. The skin of a 13 year old, Yeah, very glossy. So Gwen earned another Tony nomination for what would prove to be her final stage role, but the show's run was beset by drama. Bob had a heart attack early on in the rehearsals, and Verdon needed surgery after inhaling a piece of confetti. <laughs> Just as on the same level, isn't it? <laughs> I think it was around the same time. He's like, I think my heart is is stopped. I think, <laughs> Bobby, I can't. I got. I saw this. I got Chicago in my throat. <laughs> We shouldn't laugh. She was very poorly. She was very poor. She had to get surgery. She took a lot of the runoff. And they literally just opened. <laughs> Spent the whole bloody series asking for it. Then it happens. And Honestly. <laughs> he jokes on. She really Honestly, poor no. Gwen. I can't get a break. <laughs> but, but we all got a break because Bob Fosse had a heart attack and then Gwen Verdon had to go and get surgery for inhaling confetti and was replaced in the role by Liza Minnelli. Oh, it's just the worst. It's just the saddest. In Chicago! (laughs) Oh my God, poor Gwen. Can you imagine her sitting in that 
in that hospital bed being like, I only did this to try and like level up with Ben, with Bob with his heart attack. And now they've given fucking Liza my gig. Again! <laughs> Why does this keep happening? Why, Why does this keep happening to me? <laughs> Oh no! If Liza forever lived in the shadow of her mother, then Gwen lived forever lived in the shadow, <laughs> in the of, shadow Liza. of Liza. I thought it was Liza. <laughs> Judy Liza Gwen. That's... Oh god, Liza. The matrioshka of theatre. <laughs> the Frost Nixon. Oh god! That's Didn't she get um, uh, better reviews than her as well? Liza? Yeah, it was it was struggling, and they put Liza in, and it became a hit. Oh, oh it's oh, it's tragic, <laughs> awful. <laughs> But even though this happened, it, the show was still overshadowed by a chorus line that year, which was obviously the juggernaut that hit Broadway. Um, yes. However, the 1996 revival of Chicago, which opened to huge success, ultimately became the second longest running Broadway show of all time. And now it's essentially just a halfway house for struggling soap stars, isn't it? So... Yeah. <laughs> halfway house. Yeah. <laughs> so it really <laughs> <laughs> they got like one of the dingles out the front with a bag. <laughs> Help me. So, Anne, Re- is it Ryan King? Ryan King, I think. Ryan King. Like the I, Ryan I, King. I, I've never known. The Ryan like King. Dis- Disney's the Ryan King. <laughs> the Ryan King. There you go. And the Ryan King. <laughs> 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 Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tom, you were saying Anne the Ryan King. So Anne the Ryan King, who Bob had begun a relationship with on Pippin, had by this time become a very good friend to Gwen via her kindness to Bob and Gwen's daughter, poor Nicole. With a lovely lacing of shade, Gwen remarked that Annie and I are friends, but I'm like the mother of both of them. God. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Sure, okay, go on. Unpick that with your therapist for a couple of hours. Well, yeah. Nicole surely did. Actually, no, we decided Nicole did not need a therapist. She had Fossey Verge. Yes. <laughs> there you go. It's so true. It's so true. Oh. When the time came for Gwen to step back from Roxy, she personally trained Anne to take over the part from her. Indeed, Anne choreographed and starred as Roxy in the 1996 Broadway revival. So just another layer there yeah. of weird <laughs> Freudian bizarro Strange. <laughs> she trained her ex-husband, her, her, her current husband, but she wasn't with him's girlfriend, up to be her. <laughs> yeah. I mean... It's not right. It's not it? right. There's something very... No. There's something... too much of that stuff in the Fosse Verdon story. Yes. I don't mean the show, I just... <laughs> The story of Fosse. No, they didn't put enough of it in the show. No, that's true. Yeah. No. Because Nicole was too busy airing her grievances. <laughs> yes, she was. Fucking... <laughs> can, can we get in uh, Nicole's song here? No, we want to show the intricacies of the Anne Gwen. Tro- I think that we should probably have a song for Nicole. <laughs> she, should da- she should dance about while they argue in the audience. <laughs> Gwen, then in her 70s, was there front and centre on opening night. It's perfect that she's doing Roxy, she told the New York Times. The production was such a success that the Ryan King <laughs> won a Tony for her choreography and dedicated the award to Fosse. <laughs> So we skip forward a bit. Just that was on note of the Chicago revival. Uh, we'll go back in time now. <laughs> the Ryan King. <laughs> So Anne and Fossey split fairly amicably, according to her, because she wanted to have a baby. However, 1979 saw her play the role of the protagonist's girlfriend in All That Jazz, 
as we touched on in episode two, a very thinly veiled autobiographical film about a director who refuses to stop taking drugs and smoking and has a heart attack while rehearsing for a Broadway show. Oh, it's just... Thinly veiled doesn't even begin to describe it's it. Just... The only veiling is that they haven't called it This Is My Life by Bob Foster. Literally, here's the thing. I find yeah. it so self-indulgent when you write a show but just change your name. Just do your own. Just do it as your life. Just, just do it. Because then it's yeah. like, wh- why are you like fictionalised what's obviously non-fiction just say just say it's me and then people exactly. will be like you're so brave not like it's some distant part of me that I don't yeah. really want to acknowledge but I'm going to capitalize on it anyway <laughs> but no I just rather you just, just lay, it. lay it all out there Bob <laughs> yeah for god's sake Bob you let everything else hang out just give us the truth Literally. it'd be like it'd be like you doing your one-man show but getting a child actor and teaching him how to do the young Robert Madge. And calling it's it up. Bob at Vag. Bob, Bob at Vag. Vag. <laughs> oh God, PTSD of bullying at school. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> Who's laughing now, I you did awful get the Vag a few times, but who didn't? You know, well. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's why the Ryan King really struggles in her religion. <laughs> You know her audition yes. in the series where she cries and she's like, "This is it's it's our lives. This is what you're doing. You're mm. showcasing <laughs> us." Because it's confusing to her because she thinks she's just going in for this random person, and then she's reading it and she goes, "Wait, it's me." It would have yeah. been far easier on her if she said, "You're going in as Anne." Anne. Yeah, Anne, come in and re- do you remember we had that row? We're going to do that again, but other yeah. people yeah. are watching. Don't right. lie about. It. Don't try and make out art. Just, just do it. Yes. Robert, can I ask you a serious question? Of course you Are can. you glad Bob Fosse's dead? <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> Honestly, thrilled. Glad he's dead. Yeah. Good riddance. No, of course not. <laughs> Good riddance. Can you imagine? Good riddance. Can you imagine the art we'd have if Gwen Verdon was still with us? No. No, I'm not. To any agents out there or casting directors, I admire him <laughs> greatly. Very greatly. <laughs> Thank Look, you. we know that Gwen did the choreo, and it turns out Bob invented verbatim theatre. Yeah. So give him his dues. There you go. Yeah. The production of London Road thanks you, Bob Fosse, <laughs> in, Bob. in 30 plus years. Yes. <laughs> so Leyland Palmer played the ex wife, Gwen, who again collaborated closely with Fosse on the film. Jessica Lang, as we touched on last week, who Fosse was dating by this time, played Angelique, a version of Joan McCracken as a sort of angel of death. That is a Freudian nightmare. <laughs> yeah, Can you imagine that? That set must have been so fraught. Like Gwen, Anne, Jessica Lang playing. Occasionally Nicole. Occasionally yeah. Nicole. That's why Robert's so glad he's dead because yeah. he doesn't want to put Jessica Lang through that again. No. Or Nicole. Never. Oh, <laughs> just, no. Jessica, Jessica Lang's alone, please. Absolutely. Bob. She's had enough to get through with Ryan Murphy making a, a tit out of her every a couple of years. <laughs> every 10 years. That's not fair. She gets to do whatever accent she likes. She does get to do whatever accent. <laughs> she gets to do. A bizarre David Bowie <laughs> Berlin yeah, number. You know, I only recently started watching American Horror Story, like literally a few months ago. How do you find it? So, <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? I do think <laughs> sure. the acting is great. Um, I think, I don't know why there's aliens in an asylum. Neither I do really I. don't understand that bit. 
Although I do think Asylum's probably the best of the lot. That's what everyone says. Yeah, everyone thinks. Which one do you think's the best? Uh, The first one or Coven? I love Coven more. Yeah, I do like the first one. See, I'm on Coven at the minute and I'm not feeling it. Has Stevie (gasps) Nicks turned up yet? No, not yet. Oh, you're about, you your opinion will rapidly change. Okay, great. It changed so fast. How's that casting? It. How did they get Stevie Nicks? Wow. She was just loitering around somewhere. She's they were in like, LA somewhere. Of course she was. I mean, how did they get her to? Oh wait, they didn't get her to write a song for Twilight. She did it herself. <laughs> oh, Holly went to Holly went to see Stevie Nicks supporting Tom Petty about three years ago, <laughs> and Stevie turned up. <laughs> Dressed like a wumper. <laughs> she was. From Star Wars. And then proceeded to be like, I wrote this song for, what the, the character's name? Bella and Edward. Bella yeah. and Edward. It's for the Twilight soundtrack, even though it's not on the Twilight soundtrack. <laughs> I was just really inspired by it. <laughs> she just watched Twilight yeah. and went, oh, great. And then wrote the song for Twilight. So this is Bella and Edward's song now, <laughs> officially. Exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Love her. Okay, I'll keep going with yeah, it. Yeah, no, do. Because when she turns up, it, it gets 100% more camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. If you're looking for campery, like Coven's definitely Coven's the, best, the one. The first one, I think, is the most successful one. Yeah. It's the one that makes the most sense from start to finish. Although Roanoke, uh, we used to try. Yeah. Paul, Paul we had Joseph, a previous with... guest, was, we were chatting to last night, said Roanoke's the one. It's got That's Gaga the... in it as well, so. Yeah. Yeah. But, but not Gaga from Hotel, which was dreadful. Yeah, she was bad in Hotel. To be fair, all she had to do was stand around. When people came in rooms, she'd just sort of be cleaning her nails. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, fair. Was it her first, like, gig? I think it was, yeah. I think they was like, Gaga, have you thought about acting before? And she was like, no. That's not true. She did it when she was 14. She did, like, a public service announcement, like, against drugs or something. Did she? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. I dug it out on the internet the other day and had a watch. Oh, great. Excellent. Great. She looks like you as a kid. She looks like me if if she's not blonde. We look quite similar. Yeah. But she looks ah, like you as a kid, yeah. as in like she's wearing like the clothes you wore as a teenager and stuff. She, she's about fourteen in it. Oh, I'm obsessed with her. Uh, <sighs> newsflash: We all love Lady Gaga. There you go. <laughs> Who saw that one coming? <laughs> but apparently, she doesn't love us because she will not come to Aldi with us. Ugh, so selfish. She started a pandemic to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so cruel. So cruel. <laughs> So, All That Jazz, a.k.a. Bob's Fosse's Live Story, was nominated for nine Oscars, winning four in technical categories. It also won the Palm Door at Cannes. The Palm Door, not to be confused with Palm Olive. One is a prestigious award, the other is a soap. Which one? Uh, the Palm Olive. Ah. Is an ah. award for films. <laughs> <laughs> so Fosse made one more complete film before his death. His, <laughs> his long wish for death. His long wish for death, <laughs> right. which Robert is eternally grateful for. Uh, star. <laughs> Finally, cut it. We have to preserve his career. He can't be known as a fossy denier. Fossy denier. Not a denier. He definitely existed. I'm just glad he doesn't now. <laughs> I'm Team Virgin. Team V, all the way. Team V, Team GB. Uh, so Star 80 was the film and Gwen turned her attention to screen acting with roles in films such as Cocoon, uh, forever to be associated with old people. Yes. Yeah. Cast a cocoon. And Emmy Nobs for... Uh, Nobs? And Emmy, Emmy nominations. Nobs. Emmy, Emmy Nobs. Uh, you know Emmy Nobs? <laughs> Soap star. She's been in Chicago. Emmy Nobs in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, very good. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> first time it's been mentioned, amazingly. Yeah. So Emmy nominations yeah. for a TV appearance in Magnum P.I. No. She was the moustache. She was... <laughs> <laughs> So Gwen and Bob would reunite one more time on a major revival of Sweet Charity in 1986 starring Debbie Allen. Debbie yeah. Allen, living legend. Listeners may know her from fame or from Grey's Anatomy or if they subscribe to Out for Blood, they will hear a lot more about her in our forthcoming deep dive into Carrie the Musical because she choreographed it. Ah, I didn't know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This charity revival won four Tonys and when Debbie Allen left the show, Anne Ryan King took over as charity. <laughs> Poor Anne the Ryan King. Has she actually originated a role? She always just like popping in. Get some in. other legends' shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was Annie. Not Annie. She was in the film, wasn't she? Of oh, Annie. Was she, she was um she was Grace in the film of Annie. Oh. You know that um that big dance that she does where she's like she's our girl now what's that song called oh i um, know what you mean we got annie we got annie and it's like dee, dee. yeah it's she's a she's so good in that film she's beautiful oh. yeah she's grace farrell in annie the movie another well film done. we can promise to rewatch, which we won't do you know what i'd love, no don't i want to give my my hannigan at one at some point in the future oh my god mm. miranda's yeah. done it who's done it miranda Miranda, Miranda yeah. on the falls down. So is Leslie Joseph, and those are shoes <laughs> that I'm I'm very happy. And to so see. is Craig Revel Hallwood. <laughs> true. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I've got half the, the finesse of Craig Revel Hallwood, right. then I think this this could be my role. <laughs> I think Lily Savage might have had a go at it too. Oh, now yeah. we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> the Savage, we. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> We're getting we're getting to the good bit. We're getting to where Bob dies. So, <laughs> getting to your favourite bit. <laughs> Is it because his name's Robert? Yeah. yeah. So I hate him so much. <laughs> that the only but Highlander. I got some bad news. Yeah. <laughs> there are other Roberts. Don't go to Scotland. Whatever you do. <laughs> however when the production moved to the National Theatre Washington the next year Bob suffered a heart attack collapsing in Gwen's arms and dying shortly afterwards so whilst Gwen continued to work on film and TV did you say yes? yeah yes yeah Yeah. back of the net yeah (laughs) one nil suck it fussy (laughs) um So whilst Gwen continued to work on film and television after Bob's passing, Gwen, along with Anne the Ryan King, became the custodian of his legacy. In 1999, she served as artistic consultant on Fosse, a Broadway musical designed to showcase classic Fosse choreo. This project was conceived by Richard Maltby Jr. and Anne the Ryan King and won a Tony Award for Best Musical. Speaking of other contribution, Ryan King said... Gwen's brought something to this production that no one else could bring. She remembers stuff that no one else could possibly. She'll watch the dancers, and then she'll see that one of them is not flicking their hand in the way that Bob used to want them to. She'll spot something that is tiny, yet important. Her memory is phenomenal. Do you know what? It is actually really sweet, isn't it? The fact that, like, Gwen and Anne clearly had this really close relationship, despite the fact that Anne and and Bob had a relationship while they were still married and whatever. They shared trauma. Yeah. They, they suffered at the hands of this man together. It's a it's, it's a, a sisterhood there, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could do Anne the Ryan King's story. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Add that yeah. to our slate along with the Wendy Peters story and <laughs> <laughs> and Mariah Carey's. So. Mariah oh, episode's coming out of this one. And Gaga and all the Chicago cars. Yes. <laughs> Anne and Quenya. <laughs> Gwen continued to make film and television appearances, notably in Marvin's room opposite Diane Keaton, a young DiCaprio and Streep. What? Streep. What's Marvin's room? She worked with Streep. Yeah. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember. I think I've seen it. In 1981, she was inducted into the American Theatre Hall of Fame and in 1998, she was awarded the National Medal of Arts. That sounds like a good medal. Yeah, great medal. Gwen passed away from natural causes at the age of 75 during a visit to Nicole's farm in Woodstock, Vermont. <laughs> oh, no. Look at that. Bloody farm. We're not laughing about the We're death of Gwen. We're not laughing that she died. No. We're laughing it's not like about... Fossey and Robert. <laughs> <laughs> We're We'd sad We'd never laugh dead. about the death of Gwen Verdon. No, I one. wish she was still alive, unlike Robert and Bob. <laughs> Um, really, really, it's a very, it's very sweet though. We laugh, but uh, the lights were dimmed on Broadway to commemorate her passing. Oh, I think that is just one of the nicest things. I think that and the um, Carrie Fisher things yeah. are two things that really make me choke up. Yeah, that I think that's really, really sweet. It she so was sweet. Obviously, obviously made such an impact. On, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, obviously Carrie is an icon and should be yeah. celebrated all over the world in every different facet, but she wasn't a Broadway star in the same no. way that Gwen was. And to, to be yeah. the person that has obviously had such a huge impact on mm. that street, on yeah. that, you know, on that on that art movement or that, or that art form. Yeah. It's amazing that they, they celebrated it that way. And they should have, and they did. So that's yeah. good. And thus concludes our three-part deep dive into Gwen Verdon. I can't um, quite believe it. I know, I know. See, I think... can't quite believe we did three episodes. <laughs> well, it whips, it whips it's along at the end. It's a to how much she loves you. <laughs> <laughs> how much we love you. <laughs> I mean, we both love Eeking you, but she does out. the writing, so... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a couple of episodes talking about Joan McCracken, and then we'll get no, no. I think we, I think we did. We we looked at the stuff that people didn't know as much. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah, we sort of um, got our fingers into the cracks in the yes. Fosse Verdon TV show. Barely touched on <laughs> Chicago <Yeah>. cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, listeners, if you want to know yeah. about that stuff, go and watch seminal television show Fosse Verdon. Yes. Now, yeah. now available on BBC iPlayer. Yeah, we're yeah. not sponsored by them. I don't know why we keep giving them the plug. But no. that, that, if you want to know the bits that we've brushed over, watch that because it's phenomenally Pay good. Pay your licence fee, stop trying to get the BBC turned into a right-wing think tank and watch Fossey Verdon. Yes. These are our thoughts. My darling, plugs and oh. hugs. What? I can't hug you. If only I could. If I digitally hug you. One day. Digitally, one day. It Hold will you. Hug, clutch you to my digital bosom. What can we... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> How's the show That's going? Me. Good. It's Ooh, good. Is it um, finished? I, yes. <gasps> uh, yeah, it's finished. Work. It's sort of ready to go to the next stage, which is getting um like designs, tech, blah 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 blah. So, but um, I've got a venue. <gasps> I I think I'll find out soon when it can happen. Oh my so god! So stay tuned to find out. But yeah, hopefully it will be. I think it'll probably be, it'll be 2021, definitely, but of yeah. That's so exciting. That's amazing. Oh exciting. my God, I can't wait. I'm oh. going to come every night. <laughs> oh, do. In well, a really let us know as soon as you have official confirmation and we will broadcast it all over our channels. Oh my God, yes, absolutely. Yes, 
You might have uh, 10 yeah. people from America come and see it or tune in for it. You might even have one person in Vietnam. Yes, we have a regular <laughs> listener in Vietnam. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. She's a global medium. Whoever you are. Hello. We've put a call out <laughs> several crazy. times for them to get in touch. They haven't. They don't like to. That's okay. We're just glad you're listening. Thank yeah, you. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, great. Oh, well Have you like Gwen Verdon? Have you like Gwen Verdon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we promise we'll do someone else next week. No, not even next week. The week after. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I know. Oh. <sighs> well, I've loved it. Thank you for having We've me. We've loved every second of it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Big Diva Energy. If you did, you want to reach out and have a chat, share your BDE stories with us, maybe even your own Gwen Verdon related stories, or just tell us which diva means the most to you, you can tweet us at Diva Energy, find us on Instagram at Big Diva Energy, or Facebook at Big Diva Energy Pod, or email us at Big Diva Energy Pod at gmail.com. This podcast is a Dark Matters production. If you thought we were worthy of our own thinly veiled biopic starring several of our former and current partners, don't forget to like and subscribe. If, on the other hand, you are Nicole Fossey's lawyer, get, get in, in the, the sea! sea. Bye. 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 Bye.